everybody and welcome back this is episode 27 or 28 i don't know i lose track of all these things of piece of business podcast my name is jeremy at epl and nfl it is 28 thank you sir 28 for the reminder uh joining me as always from across the ocean he is the barroom brawl and disco dancing dynamite stretching intercontinental playboy folks he's more over than billy k's resume the man, the myth, the monolith, at GA WrestleNut, Glenn Abbott. How are you, my friend? I'm really good. And we have a revolving third chair tonight. We do with have Nick a revolving third chair. It's literally Nick revolving. We have Nick DTT's revolving third we chair. Now they've had their one anchor down. So we have I'll stolen that of their gimmicks. And here we are, folks. We do, as Glenn mentioned, we do have a special guest with us today. Live from Space City, he's my hometown hero and a real-life GI bro. He's a top guy in any territory. The host of Random Ramblings with Rob and Wrestling is Trash. Find him on Twitter at It's B-Rob. Ladies and gentlemen, it's B-Rob. Hey, Hello, my man. it's me. I'm here. You're here. You're with us. I'm here. I, I, I am here also across the ocean because Houston is his own planet. <laughs> it, it is its own planet. How are things uh, a couple hours down the road from me? Oh, it's it's here. <laughs> Pretty much, it, it's it's here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how's the uh, uh, how's the city of Houston dealing with uh, Governor Abbott's um, views on masks or mask uh, wearing? Oh boy, um, you can tell. The people that were chomping at the bit to get them things off their face and whatnot. <laughs> you can just tell. It's just like they all fit a certain criteria, may have all voted for the same person in previous elections. Mm -hmm. But uh yeah, that that's how it is here. I, I, I tell the story of um because here in Texas, they repealed the mask law on March 10th. So statewide, you don't have to wear a mask, but it is up to uh businesses. And, you know, you know, the smaller points of government to be like, hey, you still have to wear a mask in our establishments and things like that. So even though you don't have to wear a mask outside, essentially, but if you go to like Walmart, which I often frequent, <laughs> we and, know uh, you go to Walmart and other establishments, you are still required to wear a mask. But there's that select few. Those are a few people that I was telling you about. I was in Walmart and I'm just strolling down the aisles like I normally do. And there was a lady and her daughter had to be a daughter because they looked just alike. Just one was small. One was big. <laughs> and um, they were just ha ha ha. And, and or as Big E was saying, they're just teeing in the aisles <laughs> where the sheets and blankets were. And they were just holding them in their hands and rubbing them on their face. Talking about, ooh, these feel nice. And just ha ha and teeing with no mask on. And I'm just like, really? You just going to rub your mouth and face all on these garments that you are not going to purchase and you're just going to put them back on the shelves to infect all the other clean and i was like yeah yeah you know and hopefully have you had uh have you had your shots yet yes i am double dosed up very good very good me as well you know hopefully they get enough of us double dose that uh natural selection will take care of the holdouts <laughs> well, well it's funny i seen a, a a TikTok. See how trendy I am. Uh, Ooh, man. There's a one guy was going around and he got all five of the shots. 
These are like the <laughs> Pfizer, the uh, the Moderna, the Johnson and Johnson, and there's like I guess two other variants of the shot. And you know, most of those besides the Johnson and Johnson, they take two doses. So he got one of each of the two dosers and one Johnson and Johnson. And he was like Thanos. He got all supernatural powers and shit. <laughs> It's either that or that's how the zombies start. One of the two. Yeah. My goodness, my goodness. Well, yeah, no, I I told Glenn uh, last week. Uh, he didn't know you and I are from the same hometown. Yes. Hmm. When's the last time you've been this way? M- many moons, and it's it's been even more increasingly difficult because I work nights now. So it's just like yeah, yeah. I can get off and go, but it's just like I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Well, Glenn, how's uh, how's everything over where you are this uh, wonderful, I guess, early evening for you? Not too bad. Uh, I'm not quite up with you two yet. I've only had one dose. I've only had one shot. Um, I'm not be getting my second one till June, I think. Wow, why Whoa, so that's, late? That's more yeah. than two weeks. Yeah, yeah. That's... three. Well, I got the first one in the beginning of April, and then they say like three months before you get the second one. Oh, but shit, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's the UK. You know, they do things different over there. They probably actually oh, yeah. human hosts to grow the vaccine and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to wait till they come of age and strike yeah. them down and take their blood <laughs> and shit. <laughs> you know, they do no, things I, different over there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you need you need to get that second shot as soon as you can, my friend. Oh, I'm fine. I'm full of antibodies. Well, yeah, you've you've actually had the uh, you've had the thing. So you yeah. are you technically immune for some period of time? Shit, well, I think my, I had it too. <laughs> my, well, my specialist when I was went back for the uh, all the bits done after my op, he basically said you don't have to worry. You're oozing antibodies. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, 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 no lie, I think I might have had it at one point too. Because, like, in the beginning, when this shit was just like becoming more known, I was like dog shit type sick, man. I was just like, I couldn't even lay f- flat on my back because it's like all the shit was just building up in my face. My face had all kind of pressure behind it. My eyeballs feel like they was about to pop mm. out and shit. I had this cough well, that hurt my head every time I would do it, and it was just fucking bad for like a week and a half. Yeah, and I. The amount of people that were ill in January and February 2020, I'm sure it was around well before they knew it was around. Yeah. So, I mean, if I done had it and passed it off and shit, because it was just like one day I just woke up all of a sudden, I was like, well, that was fun. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think you're right, Glenn. It was uh, January of 2020. I had something. I thought I was about ready to have my body laid out and words spoken over me. Yeah, I was I was there, man. Yeah, you know, way before. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but uh, yeah, my son had it. He's eight years old. He was he had a fever and all that, but he he was fine. He didn't have really big problems. But uh, I'll be ready when all the little kids can get vaccinated and all that. Uh, supposedly they're supposed to open it up to twelve and up soon. So yeah, well, you know. uh, I I just got a notification from one of my local medical facilities. I think it's a uh, twelve to eighteen is good to go right now. Oh, okay. Very good. Very good. So my oldest one one don't live with us no more, so she on her own. But I got the (laughs) the other two here that I got to worry about, I guess. They've been stuck in the house since last school year. 
or whatever. So they just like they stir crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, people worried about side effects and all that. I mean, if it, you know, you know, my my fourteen year old daughter, if she gets it and it turns her sterile, okay. I'm yeah. go ahead and bring her. Get her in line first. <laughs> I said it, it's it's weird or whatever, but I don't think none of my kids need to repopulate. So I mean, that's, I understand. That's clear in my bloodline, so I don't really, <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna. It's not gonna die with me. I got damn seven brothers, seven sisters, and shit. So there you well, go. The way my lot braid. I wish I hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So we had a quite a week of wrestling last week. The last I mean, seven saddlebags. It's too much days. <laughs> I know, man. Enough is enough. I think people started to get worn out after a while. Um, but a lot of good stuff. I think we had uh, last few weeks. Uh, what do you think? Uh, Rob, let me ask you. Oh, whoa! Yeah! <laughs> to the moon! <laughs> Love it. Love it. Uh, what was your number one takeaway from the fact that WrestleMania was over two nights? I, I don't... As fun as it was to watch two nights of WrestleMania, fun, um, I, as a goer to WrestleMania events, you know, eventually when the, you know, everything is a little bit safe, I, I plan on going back to those events. Um, as a person going to the physical event, I don't think it's fun, <laughs> but to watch it over two nights is, uh, freaking awesome. I, I, it's just, um, I feel like night one and we, we'll probably get into it a little bit later. You could have. That could have been it. You could have just did night one and nothing else, and I would have been content with that. I'd be like, yeah, this is this is good. Much like how they, I feel like they did the last live WrestleMania, the one uh, at MetLife Stadium, the one with the women's triple threat or whatever. It felt like, other than the point they were trying to make the historic moment with the women main event in WrestleMania for the first time, it felt like it was just all out of order because they put, had the feel-good moment, the true feel-good moment of Kofi winning earlier on in the night, Mm -hmm. And the show was so damn long. I just felt like once the Kofi win happened, I was like, oh, it's time to go. I was like, oh, mm -hmm. shit, they still got like half a card left. I'd rather it be over two nights than still be watching wrestling when the postman turns up in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it's rough for you. I don't know how you do it, honestly. You're a machine. Well, I just switched to. You know, I just switched to American type. I just switched EST. EST? <laughs> that whole week. <laughs> the EST to watch EST. WWE. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, I mean, I would imagine, I, mean, I, I agree with you that as a viewer on TV, I love the fact that it was on two nights. You know, uh, mm -hmm. I, I it is it is in my plans to go to WrestleMania in Dallas next year. I already booked the hotel. Uh, I might have already booked a room too. Uh, <laughs> Walking distance. I better get my, better yep. get my awesome gear then, hadn't I? <laughs> There's still some available. Um, so I I don't know if it's going to be two nights again next next year or what. I hope uh, not. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Since you know, I'm going, you, I hope not. <laughs> right, right, right. Because then you got to pick a night. Uh, you don't mind having to sit in the arena for eight, nine, ten hours? Uh, uh, you know, because. I've been to every WrestleMania since 31. 
and um and excluding 33 because i would have had a hell of a lot more to shit to fuss about after that undertaker shit but um (laughs) you know how i feel about that but (laughs) but um you know i've been to every wrestlemania since 31 um i would have been to the original tampa one i had a, a freaking plane ticket i had a goddamn hotel i had everything to include the wrestlemania ticket i was ready to go i was then COVID was like, nah, player, fuck all that. <laughs> <laughs> and I shit, if everything wasn't like it was now, I mean, I know Florida is just like the wild, wild west, and Texas is right behind them. And it was just like, I, I might have went to this one because it had opportunity for people to be there. Mm-hmm. But definitely Dallas. If it was two nights, I might go because th- that's an experience I never had, but I will not be happy about it. <laughs> I would right. rather sit there for the whole, like actually sitting there in the crowd for that last one, the MetLife Stadium one. It's just like it went by because we were actually engaging and watching and doing things. There were no commercials. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> so it felt it didn't, even though it was late, pe- we got out of there damn near midnight, one in the morning. It's just, it didn't feel like it because of the adrenaline and everything. And I got, I was there for Hulk Hogan in person and it was bad. And it was just like, I had my, my, my Caucasian friends sitting next to me and they were just like, oh, Hulk Hogan. And I'm just sitting there like, uh, yeah. you forgot, right? Okay. I'll let you have your fun. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. You know, I, I think sometimes people can, uh, Right or wrong, people can separate Hulk from Terry. But, but this is the thing with wrestling fans or whatever. It's just like <laughs> you – I think you lean more toward the wrestling side than the, the human aspect because why in this day and age, here here we are, 2021, I know it happened a long time ago, people are still clamoring for Chris Benoit to be in the Hall of Fame. And I'm just like, you forgot, <laughs> you know? <laughs> That, uh, yeah, great in-ring competitor, you know, but uh, you, you know, he kind of choky stabby some people. It, right? it, it would have been bad enough that he just killed his wife and children, but it was woman. That's, that's even Nancy. more of a sin. Nancy, it's more, more of a sin. Yeah, wrestling fans can be a, uh, everybody's got a line, I guess, and everybody's yeah. line is in a different place. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. a, a, atonement is is way skewed or whatever. Because like they they fussing about China and shit. I was like, she just did porn. So what? Yeah, <laughs> you know. So what? <laughs> Look at Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sunny has the only fans in a something a, a something crazy like that right now as we speak, and she's in the Hall of Fame. And they knew that before. Then she's still alive. You know. <laughs> <laughs> But China, yeah, yeah, you know, you know, you know, so and people like you know Steve Austin. I mean, you know, he did what he did. Yeah, you know, I love Steve to a woman. That's right. That's right. You know, but everybody's got a line, I guess. Um, you know, for me, the 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 two night WrestleMania, going back to that, that line was very good for an at home viewer. I was very very pleased with that. Um, Glenn, what's easier for you watching it? from the future as you are mm-hmm. you'd rather watch it all at once or two nights i would say 
well, like I say, I'd rather have it over two, two, three or four hour shows than eight or nine hours and be going to bed when the postman turns up. Yeah. In Dallas, if it is two nights, I mean, I understand why they would do that. It'll be tough to try to choose a night to go to, you know, I, I'm not looking forward to that choice at all. Uh, yeah, they, they, they kind of fuck, fuck you with that too, because it's like we're gonna get your money regardless, so we don't care. You know, we're not gonna cater to you because, like, um, it took him down what to the last two days or whatever to be like, hey, Bianca and the main event night one. It was like, mm-hmm. ah, mm-hmm. you know, what if I bought night two? I thought it was gonna do night two, you know, right? Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I've been wanting to ask you this since WrestleMania, Rob. How do you feel that The Undertaker was not at WrestleMania this year? I feel elated. <laughs> <laughs> I feel happy. I feel joy in my bones. You know, it's just like I, I don't want that motherfucker there performing. <laughs> I was gonna say, explain, explain to the piece of business listeners your uh, feelings about Undertaker. Okay, we, we had to give you some substance. We had to go back into <laughs> go the pantheon. Back. Well, back. Go, go back into the pantheon of my rage. <laughs> so, as long as I've been a wrestling fan, The Undertaker has been a part of that in some form or fashion and whatnot. You know, because I've I watched I've watched wrestling as a kid. You know, and um, but I was aware of wrestling as a kid, but I didn't watch it like religiously as I did like as a teenager going forward and everything, you know, I was an outside kid. So if I happened to come in the house doing breaks and shit and Oh, wrestling's on, I will watch some wrestling or whatever, but it wasn't like the main focal point or whatever, as it was through like the WCW Monday night wars and all that other crap and whatnot. But as long as I've been a active, like viewing week to week fan undertaker has been a part of that experience. So at the time of all the shit going on, the the streak ending at freaking what WrestleMania thirty, which could have possibly been the very first WrestleMania that I could have attended, but since I was still in the military, I got sent on deployment, so I missed that. You know, so I was kind of bah humbug about that shit, and then um, him losing. To Brock Lesnar was like, oh, so this is the end. I wasn't totally, uh, you know, amped about Brock Lesnar being the guy to end something like that. But I was like, ah, it is what it is. I mean, he long in the tooth, man. It's time to hang up the boots and everything. And that's what I felt as, as you know, with every other wrestling fan at the time or whatever. So it is what it is. He. You put up all this boohoo and everything. You disappear for a whole another year like Undertaker does. <laughs> then I get the opportunity to go to my first WrestleMania, WrestleMania 31. Um, greatest freaking money in the bank cash in of all time. And I'm there in the daytime watching this old ass man come out <laughs> during daylight hours with this dark ass <laughs> entrance. And I'm just like, what the fuck am I watching? And I'm watching this dude that I grew up with. And, and it's just like, this is why are you still here? And that's where it started. 
the loss at 30 is what started it for me. Actually, it goes back to WrestleMania 27 when they had the end of an era match. Uh-huh. <laughs> Triple H and Shawn Michaels as the special guest referee. I thought that was picture perfect. And that was the end of an era. I thought that was it. Like that would have been, you know, a bookend moment, you know, to cap off a career. So I had a little bit. Of, I had the seed planted at 27. But this motherfucker need to go home. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but he showed up for 28, showed up for 29. And here he is at 30. And I was like, this dude is done. He's, he needs to retire. I don't know why he's here. He don't then because what really pissed me off about 31 in his appearance with Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt carried the whole fucking thing. And they had the transition for Bray Wyatt then to be like to kind of carry on to be that type of character, to be that guy, not the next Undertaker, but like that kind of the next creepy spooky guy. Yeah, that presence that the Undertaker provided. Yeah. He could have been that then. But they gave the young guy an opportunity to work with a legend and shit and blah, 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 blah. And the undertaker had nothing to gain from that. And it further pissed me off. And that seed had budded by then. So the, 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 the tree of disdain is like sprouting <laughs> out of the ground right now at 31, 32 come up. And that was in Dallas. I went to that one and that was Shane McMahon, the fucking hell in the cell shit. And I was like, it's cool to see Shane McMahon back, but then again, it's just like this old ass motherfucker fighting this old ass motherfucker for no reason. This <laughs> well, was there was when, a lockbox involved. Wasn't yeah, it? there was a lockbox involved. Yeah. <laughs> the, Vince McMahon <laughs> called the Undertaker a bitch, and he didn't do shit about it. He just—I think he ruffled up his suit or some shit like that, some old man shit. And that tree of disdain that I told you sprouted a little while ago, it shot up like two feet. I was like, oh, no. What the fuck is this? Why? Why? No. Why are you doing this to this man? You called him a bitch on TV. You don't do that to the Undertaker. You called him a bitch. I mean, it wasn't like The Rock doing it or something, making it be comical and putting it in one of his nursery rhyme promos or some shit. And then he get his comeuppance at the end. Old ass Vince McMahon did that to the old ass Undertaker, and all he did was ruffle up his goddamn suit. You know, and it pissed me <laughs> off. Pissed me off. So here we are. That's 32. 33, Roman Reigns. Um, we all know by then the Undertaker had a bad hip, as old men do, <laughs> and <laughs> sorely in need of a surgery and whatnot, but he still staggered his old ass out there for this event. Once again, no build too much that I, that I can recall because I'm wiping all this shit from my memory because I don't want to remember the shit, you know. <laughs> so it's fragments. So 33, they had this clunky ass match. They couldn't do the famed freaking tombstone reverse into a tombstone thing because this is a big ass old lumbering man. And Roman is just like at this time, this was before his leukemia uh yeah. reveal and yeah, shit. Right. So who knows what the fuck he was dealing with at the time. Right. You know, so you essentially got this old ass, you know, withery guy and this young ass withery guy. <laughs> <laughs> essentially. They just yeah. trying to they're just throwing themselves at each other and shit. <laughs> and he did what you know a lot of us that are in the know and you, what professional wrestlers would say would be indication of retirement. He left his famed 
hat, gloves, and gear in the ring. Yes, he did. Yeah. So even everybody that wasn't in the know was like, oh, this is it. This is the end. Oh, yeah, he broke broke kayfabe. The Undertaker up to that point. But no matter how bad he was, he hadn't broken kayfabe. He broke kayfabe. He went and kissed his missus. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, so the writing was on the wall. And here, here's where that tree got big and freaking it flourished (laughs) and the roots were just thick and daggone it's just providing shade for a couple of houses and shit and it's bearing fruit of disdain. (laughs) He did all that. He put the stuff in the ring. You know, it was very emotional. And at the time, the correlation between this event or whatever, I not too long ago just retired from the military. So I was in my fields or whatever. I was having that separation anxiety because a thing that I've done for 16 years of my life had came to an end. And then here I am, this thing, this this moment, this gesture that he has done in the ring kind of symbolizes that. He did this thing for the majority of his life and now it's coming to an end right here in front of our eyes and shit. Got fucking emotional, dude. I've been married to my wife right now going on... 12 years, been together 13 years. I've never shed a tear once in front of her. I've watched children come out of that vagina. <laughs> didn't shed a tear. We've been through hardships and freaking trial and turmoil in our marriage over these past years. Not a tear. This old ass motherfucker. Uh, but the undertaker of all people. This motherfucker. <laughs> put his shit down in the ring. And he just like he put his fist up and he go down into that stage and he disappears mm-hmm. into the ether of professional wrestling and tears. Tears. I ain't talking about I'm in there boo-hoo crying or whatever. Yeah, but it, yeah. I'm just like it, it hit me. It's just like everything had, had just, you know, my shit with the military, just my childhood, just like the years gone by, and it just all culminated in that moment. It's just like boo-hoo tears. And my wife is laughing at me. <laughs> she's like, oh, you sad? And she's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is you crying? <laughs> what? I was like, this shit is sad. That was the words out of my mouth. This shit is sad. <laughs> and I'm like, felt vulnerable. He made me feel like a bitch. So... Isn't that funny? As silly as wrestling is, it can mean so much to uh, so much to us. Yeah. Yep. So, so that tree, it, it's here we are. So after that, I was like, the writing was on the wall. So it was done. We didn't hear from him again. And what I thought was what it was leading to was like, you know, no shit, WWE Hall of Fame inductions and everything. Because at this point, after that, he showed up at a Cleveland Cavaliers game. And full Undertaker guard taking pictures with Kevin Love and goddamn uh, freaking uh, LeBron James, who was there at the time. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, this dude is done. He's doing mm-hmm. freaking kayfabe shit on the outside in gimmick. So I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, this is it. This is I, I'm starting to let it go because I was like, this is out of character. This is something that a man that of, you know, him, him specifically wouldn't be doing. So I was like, yeah, he this, he's done. He's he's trying to make that outside money right now. He's trying to provide yeah. for himself and his family, which is understandable. I got you. We good. 
I'm, I'm fine with this because this is something you got to do is, I guess, kind of sustainable after the fact that he's not wrestling anymore. Got it. No problem with that. I understand. So, you know, that the, the, with Jimmy Fallon, or Jimmy Kimmel, he did an appearance on there. He tombstone a turkey or some shit like that. I don't know. <laughs> I, my timeline is murky at this point because I'm trying to I'm not trying to rationalize this. I'm, I'm blocking the shit out because of what's to come. WrestleMania 34, New Orleans. I was there. I went. I, I was a part of that daggone 38-hour New Japan ROH Supercard show or whatever the night prior. And I'm <laughs> See, like, I went to the NXT show. You made a mistake, my friend. Well, I, I was late. No. <laughs> well, what really happened was because like I've been I no, had I been? I wasn't worried about NXT because you know I can always go to an NXT show. That's what I felt like. You know, there'll be plenty of opportunities to go for, sure. for me to go to an yeah. NXT show. But I was like, yeah. this is New Japan coming to America. Yeah. I was like, oh, I gotta see that shit. I was like, Kenny Omega was popping real hot at the time. I was like, yeah, I gotta see mm-hmm. some, I gotta see this shit. So I, I forego the NXT to go to that. But um WrestleMania 34. I'm sitting next to Anthony DeStefano. I'm sitting next to Coach B, you know, Cody. And I'm sitting next to Nick Giacobbe, you know, members in our little circle or whatever. And um, I'm sitting there. And it was the whole thing with John Cena calling out The Undertaker. And I was pissed. I was like, Nah, man, you can't be calling out this dude or whatever, man. He retired. He's done. Can't be doing this shit no more. Or whatever. And I don't know what I thought this was going to lead to. Because, like, John Cena just trying to get on the car. They they just want him to be included or whatever. The Undertaker ain't going to come out. He retired. He put his shit in the ring. He done. And whatnot. But sitting there live there's a 12 minute and 47 second video of me on youtube actively screaming at the undertaker not to come out it's comical <laughs> i was kind of drunk i was doing things or whatever but i can understand it because the hate was real i'd, I'd live through like five years of that hatred with the other podcast that you used to be on when you first started he needed to go home basically yes go home it's right there on my hat <laughs> and i'm sitting there yelling just like don't come out here don't do this and whatnot but you know in hindsight or whatever for what he did in that moment i mean it was fine because uh it wasn't a full-blown match he just came there did his greatest hits and he was out of there you know which at the time you know in hindsight i wouldn't have been opposed to if we didn't have anything that went after this Mm -hmm. so what 35, which was the pandemic one. No, no, no. 35 no. was um what? Well, I was at was, that one. I know what it was. Was that, that the one in uh, New York? Yeah, that's MetLife. That's the last yeah. one. That's the one where Kofi won. Did he do anything there? I don't think he was at that one. No, no, he didn't no. do anything. In that he didn't event. do anything there. Oh, I was fine yeah. with that because the, whatever hate I got <laughs> from that one. Because he actually, he actually gone into the hospital and had his his hips done. Yeah. So he got a pass that year or whatever, but but the hate was transferred to Hulk Hogan because he was there. (laughs) (laughs) 
But during this time, you know, with that hip surgery and everything and the rehab, because I think he had the hip surgery um, prior to the John Cena match at this one in New Orleans, because that's kind of the reason that he came back and did that, because you wanted to test the hip. Yeah. And then you did some hospital shit after, like, what you said and everything. So we didn't get him at 35. But between 35 and goddamn 36, we had Saudi Arabia. Yep, we had some other shenanigans with Kane and all this other bullshit that which further tarnished and pissed me the fuck off. We had Goldberg somewhere up in there, <laughs> <laughs> which that's another point of uh, that's another motherfucker right there that need to. That's another. Yeah. One. <laughs> they say at least Goldberg's in good shape. But he is not cognizant in the ring. <laughs> he will drop you on your been, head. This man has been damaging his brain for decades. I think that's oh. the only motor skills that he retained is to work out. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's just like uh, yeah. some of those zombie movies or whatever. It's just like they retain some semblance of being human by just doing repetitive actions. And that's it. <laughs> Fucking lifting weights. You know? Yeah. But he bang his head on lockers and he go out there and have a shit match. He bang his head on the goddamn ring post and the Undertaker, old ass, got to yep. carry his big ass and they damn <laughs> is Roman Reigns all over again. You know? And now he's so sitting there ask- with, the, with, the, with the dick look on his face like <laughs> yeah, because he had to suffer through that shit. And so let like me ask you this. Other- let me ask you this. Next year in Dallas, when he comes out for the Hall of Fame, what are you going to do? That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I'm, I'm, Even if he comes out in a full gimmick and full entrance? That's fine. Because it'll be the last time I see it. There's not that's one fine. more match next year at WrestleMania because he's a Hall of Famer and it's in Dallas? Fuck his couch. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will leave. I will get up out of my seat and I will go. I won't leave, leave. I will leave the vicinity of what the shenanigans and I'll go to the concession stand and I will sit there until the shit is over. Then I will come back to my seat. It has been, it's been promised. It's been documented and recorded in audio and video form for years now since this, this tree of hate and deceit has grown. <laughs> you can ask my homeboy, uh, Nick Anacelli, that dude wrestling this trash with me every often. And yep. it's just it's it's documented. It's known that if the Undertaker is doing any live shit in my vicinity, I will actively get up out of my fucking seat and I will leave until the shit is over and I will come back and sit down. That's that's how it is right now. I will right. not. I have not seen the Boneyard match in full other than highlights and clips because I refuse to watch the shit. I have not seen the Saudi Arabia tag match with the. Uh, him and Kane against Triple H and uh, Shawn Michaels' ball head ass. Uh, <laughs> used to watch it. I know of the Goldberg shit, but I have not watched it in full. I refuse to watch it. Anything that preceded WrestleMania 34, I have not watched of The Undertaker. I have not locked, I have not watched the Last Ride documentary. I have not watched any of that shit until it's definitively over. This motherfucker's in the Hall of Fame. I refuse to watch and enjoy any Undertaker shit. Well, I got to believe next year is the big Hall of Fame ceremony for the Undertaker. It yeah. should have been that at 32. It should have been. That's fair. It, it was in Dallas <laughs> that time. Yeah. And what I've been hearing 
from a very good source, and Jeremy knows some of my sources, is that uh, if he even thinks about getting in the ring again, he's going to be a real dead man. Yeah. Good. No, Mimi is yeah, actually yeah. to kill him if he gets if he th- even thinks about getting back into a ring again. Is he? In the, that's that's the, why. That's why she's all over YouTube and everything at the moment, looking so bloody happy because she knows that he's not going to go and kill himself. And, yeah. and, this is, and this is the fuckery of the whole thing. Why we got him so much more after thirty and thirty-one is because of the fact that he was done in ring and he was going to go do outside shit to sustain himself. Yeah, because the whole debacle really came when they had him on that star cast. Yep, uh, I was just Kurt Angle to say. Yep, and Kurt Angle. It was him, Kurt Angle, and what Sting or some shit. Mm-hmm. They were yeah. all looking for that star cast or whatever. And everybody was like, "Oh shit, this is the end. This is it. He's doing outside bookings or whatever. He's doing cameo. He got a Twitter and Instagram account verified. It's him. Yeah. And then um, he did shit that was outside of the character of the Undertaker, and people just was cool with that." But nah, 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 not Vince and WWE. Vince. Like my nah, player, my <laughs> nah, player. We'd rather keep you here and make you look like a goddamn buffoon and shit, and pay Damn you it, your hour buffoon, and um, make you look like an ass and pay you an ass load of money so you don't have to go do that shit over there, which is understandable. I get that because you know, however you feel about it, he's still a man that has a family that he needs to provide for, and. He just he did what he did to sustain his lifestyle and take care of his family, which I as a human being, as a man, I can't fault him for that. And I'm not getting on him for that fact. My hate is from a fan to, you know, viewing experience. You know, I don't hate him as a man for doing what he had to do to provide for himself and his family. No, because I would do the same thing, (laughs) regardless of what anybody else think. You know, these are just my rantings and opinions as a fan. Absolutely. Yeah. So let me ask you this then. Speaking of speaking of spooky guys, tell me what you thought about old uh, the Fiend versus Randy Orton WrestleMania this year. When it comes to the Fiend, it's just like I really enjoy the character, but it's just some of these uh, foot to brake pedal moments that they have with this guy. It's like he had all the momentum and steam and he had a fucking title, but he went up against the roadblock, which is Goldberg. <laughs> they hit the brakes on that. Then um, what? I, they had some other shit to whatever they hit the brakes on or whatever. But then you have this shit. It's just he it's so complicated with the fiend or whatever it's just like i'm not surprised anymore when they do shit like this because it ultimately it goes to tell a bigger story supposedly the betrayal between him and alexa not so much the shenanigans with him and randy orton so i mean you is is every time something with the fiend or whatever is wait and see so i'm always waiting and seeing with this guy you're good you're good with the theatrics though with the with yeah. the box like yeah. structure Oh, I'm fine. It's funny. It's funny to me. This is great. I mean, this is this is I I loved and enjoyed Lucha Underground. So this is like fun. But I just wish they would stick to 
WWE is big enough in a sense to where they can have a division of just this spoopy, mystical, crazy shit and then not tarnish and damage anything else they got going on because they got three hours and two hours and all this other shit to, you know, give you content and a product from that, you know, it doesn't seep over into everything unless they want it to. And I'm fine with that. This is cool. yeah. Glenn, Glenn, what do you think? Like if, do you think that having a, a 10 or 15 minute segment with, with spooky theatrical box like structures and Alexa bliss bleeding motor oil from her eyebrows, all this stuff that is obviously um, bullshit. Uh, does that take away from the other parts of the show that are supposed to be more quote unquote real? No, 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 not in the slightest. Um, by, by, so when you see the fiend stuff, it doesn't it doesn't signal to a fan that well this is bullshit. So the rest of it's bullshit too. Well, it may well do to some fans, but it doesn't to me. I I enjoyed I I enjoy when they give Bray Wyatt his head and let him play in it. But it was obvious at WrestleMania that uh, there was and listening to uh, things that are being said, there was so much of WrestleMania that wasn't planned in advance. Um, that surprise, surprise. That, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you see, it, it just seems like uh, Ray had given them an idea of what they wanted to do with that, and they basically said, "No, you got to cut it down by ten minutes." So we'll just have Alexa do that, and then we'll go to black. Yeah. And then you know, I mean, they wonder why people were booing because it wasn't it wasn't anything that had gone on because people, uh, loads of people, were invested in that story. It was a fact that there was no finish to that at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you, you think that you would think the biggest show would be the biggest payoff, but yeah, it, it's been prolonged. So I mean, this yeah. could go to up to SummerSlam or even longer. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, if I think that the stuff that they put on Raw on Monday, um, which was probably about the best bit of Raw on Monday with all the other rubbish that was on there. Um, oh, I said I wasn't going <laughs> to knock you know, WWE at the moment. But it was still didn't really 100% explain what happened on Sunday night. So yeah. you can still understand why people are turning off from it. And and then the thing with uh, WWE or whatever, they are a global company and they're just like entrenched in social media. But it's sometimes the fans or the people that watch it, they don't seek out those uh those uh, those prehensile freaking things or whatnot. Because Bray Wyatt, his Twitter account, if you follow it, I mean, he gives layers to his story and shit. And, you know, mm. he gives context to the shit that he does or whatever. The average motherfucker that wants to tune in and have an experience, they're not going look for Twitter shit and dig up, you know, all kinds of stuff like that and everything. Because, like, people gripe and complain about, like, um, when they put stuff on WWE.com or think when they do good vignettes and promos on those other things and whatnot. But it's not just for you who watch it on TV is for everybody. Cause there's people, a majority of people that consume this content strictly from the internet. They sit in front of their computers and they do this shit or whatever. So to put it on yeah. .com makes sense. But when you have majority of the people that watch it on TV, 
they're missing a lot of those elements because Mustafa Ali has cut a tremendous mm-hmm. amount of promos on dot com yeah. and other social yeah. media avenues or whatnot that never seen the light of day on television. No, you know, and well, it we, makes no sense to me. <laughs> we were yeah. saying we were saying on Saturday that the best thing that happened was uh, the storm because those promos at the start of that show. Yeah, yeah, the, uns- the unscripted WrestleMania promos during their during their uh, weather events. Those are the best promos they've had in years. Talking about that, um, a uh, Paul Heyman on SmackDown last night. He said it wasn't a rainstorm; it was the angels weeping yeah. for what they going to do. <laughs> that that dude is great. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, hopefully, you know, like I said before, I mean, you know, WWE claims they listen to the WWE universe, and I think there was a lot of social media positivity about those sort of unscripted, uh, off the cuff mm. promos. Hopefully, oh, yeah. hopefully, they do more of that uh, going forward. Yeah, and less uh, Rob, of that Rhea, and less of that Rhea Ripley shit. <laughs> Nobody well, needed to see that. No. That was bad. You could tell the difference between when she was speaking at WrestleMania and then all of a sudden that yeah, they stick her on and put a script in front of her. Yeah. <laughs> Some people were saying that like they had legit cue cards up there and shit. She was reading. Yeah. Right. right. Which, I mean, at least, say, at least at least Matt Riddle, when he forgets a line, he just says he forgets a line and walks off. He's like, yeah. uh, I forgot what I was. And that's on brand for him. He's like, uh, I forgot what yeah, I was yeah. right. I got, got him over more. That's him over more than the ass birds. Yeah. He's just, and he's just walking. I love, a, I love what they did with them at WrestleMania. <laughs> made them into pirate ass birds. <laughs> so what was your what was your favorite match or favorite performer of all of WrestleMania week, Rob? Whether that's oh, WrestleMania or NXT, your your favorite moment or match? Oh man, I enjoyed the Sasha Bianca shit, man. That 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 was my cup of tea right there. It was like I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. And shit, um to 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 freaking go up against that was uh the bad bunny match. <laughs> And I yeah. say the bad bunny match because he did all the work. Yeah. <laughs> you don't think it's a, a bad let me play the devil's situation. advocate. Yeah, let me play the devil's that, advocate here. Yeah, usually in that situation is uh flipped to where you know the mainstay, the 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 guy that actually works there is you know taking all the heat and you know the celebrity or whoever they get the hot tag and they clean up. But nah, bad bunny did 85% of the work. <laughs> Bad, but yeah, I mean, you, you cannot say that he did not go out there and try his hardest and do his best. And he did really well on a lot of things. But let me let me play the devil's advocate here. Just get your response to this. I see your horns. <laughs> see him. Here they go. Here they go. Is it bad? Is it bad for the business? Is it bad for bad. the bunny? Is it bad? Not bad. No, the bad bunny business is good. If you're in the bad bunny business, you're oh, doing yeah. well. The but now, is it bad? <laughs> That's right. If you are, if you, is it bad for the business that, this guy who is, you know, five foot eight, 140 pounds, soaking wet, training a little bit, maybe a couple weeks, bumping around with the, the performance center folks. Is it bad for the business that he can go out there and do all of this stuff that 
it makes you think, well, maybe, maybe just about anybody can do this stuff. Does it make it less special that the regular WWE superstars are out there doing it? No, no, it's fine. Because, I mean, everybody's different or whatever. It's just, it would be hella different if you got, um, let's see, uh, who's somebody that's visually unappealing? <laughs> that's a celebrity. Uh, I don't know. We can go very extreme and say Donald Trump. What what okay. if he, what if when he had that match or whatever uh, when they had that Bobby Lashley and uh, what, yeah. who was it Umaga or some shit I don't know the hair shaving match yeah what if that was a tag match and Trump got involved in shit you know that would have been like that would been some bad shit. And stuff. yeah running around doing yeah that would have been some bad shit <laughs> you know it, it just depends you know because knowing um, how much of a fan he is and how much you know. He respects the business and whatnot. Yeah, for him yeah. to get that opportunity, because I, I put myself in that situation, whatever. Lifelong wrestling fan or whatever, a minor in professional wrestling training and whatnot. Now, <laughs> if I was presented, if I was in his spot and I was presented the opportunity, you fucking right, I'd be yeah. in that bitch. I'd be, you know, <laughs> I'd be doing anything and everything that I could to, you know, to have some semblance of ring acumen, you know. And exactly. that's only one thing that I looked for. One thing specifically that I look for when he came in to do his match, when he got up on the apron, if he was going to wipe his feet or not. And yeah, he did. Yeah, that was, yeah. I, swear to, I, yeah, swear to God, yeah. I didn't care for anything after that point. I was just like, I seen it. He did it. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And not too yeah. And what I was looking for and when I say that is just like, not too many people are mindful of that. You know, not too many right. people are taught that. And if he did that, that means he was taught that, or he was aware of something like that. And right, he know. either knew that he even he either knew why people do it, or yeah, exactly. yeah, he was told to do it one or the other. But he did it. Yeah, so that, that's different from Schnooky coming up in there and doing some. Right. Shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I was cool with it. I, I I was, I wouldn't mind if he stuck around, you know. But Bad Bunny got to go do Bad Bunny things. <laughs> yeah, the Bad Bunny business is a good business to be in. He's doing fine without WWE, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did them a fight. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, what about you? I think I know the answer to this one for you, Glenn. Might be Walter. Am I right? Yes. Definitely. As your as your match or performer performer of the performer. week. <laughs> performer. Performer. Yes, definitely. Walter, best in the world at the moment, as somebody said the other day. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like when they said Pat McAfee was going to be on SmackDown, I said, Walter, Roman Reigns, Pat McAfee, two of the three best in the world on one show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Pat McAfee, yeah, yes. whatever, that, that's another one. He he came over and did a phenomenal job or whatever. He put in the work, and it wasn't. Yeah. It, it, but it he's was, been training for years. He he, he trained with, uh, with Rip Rogers. So there you go. I mean, he's been training for years to be to be serious about this, and it showed. Yeah, and another guy, you know, that's from that moment has been damn just been entrenched in the professional wrestling scene, and that's a uh, Stephen Amell. This motherfucker got mm-hmm. a wrestling movie coming out and shit. You know, yeah. <laughs> and I believe it or not, I believe Bad Bunny did better than Stephen Amell. <laughs> He, yeah, I mean, he, I think he opened a lot of eyes. He impressed a lot of people. I mean, he, uh, you know, you know, he had Miz and, and Morrison exactly. out there gonna, yeah. working with them. They were working with them. 
And they made uh, him he, earn it too, because they, they made him kicking the shit yeah. out of that boy. Yeah. The, the, the uh-huh. funniest part was one of yeah. them is, I think, went to throw him out of the ring, kind of threw his head straight up against the rope. Oh, yeah, it was almost like that uh, <laughs> when uh, Enzo knocked himself out on the rope. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was like, because I was like, I was looking at this, and I was like, ooh, ooh. Yeah, I know. Some of them kicks or whatever. That, that motherfucker yeah. was catching them shits in the face. He was he was, yeah. getting, he was paying that dues. That's right. They, he, he uh he did his part. I mean, he was impressive. Um yeah, I mean, for me, me, me and Glenn love Walter. I don't know how you feel about Walter. I, uh, I like Glenn him. and I, I mean, we we think Walter is number one best in the world. It depends on who he's paired with or whatever. Because for me, it's of, anybody. Every match he has is outstanding. I, I don't know about all that. I've I've seen mm, I see some things that have just been left to like because like all right, Walter, big guy, choppy. Okay, we cool. That's fun. You give the people what they want, as they would say in AEW. You know that mm-hmm. that's fine or whatever. But um, one match that particularly stands out to me in my mind is the one that he had with Dragonoff. Which mm-hmm. I, I thoroughly enjoy that guy. I'm not a Finn Balor guy per se, but um, they came here for um, to Houston. Remember, they did the takeover here, yeah. and they did the Worlds Collide show, and I was mm-hmm. not going to that. But they put uh, Dragonoff and Finn Balor on the card, and I was like, I gotta go. Not so much because mm-hmm. Balor was put on there, it's because they put Dragonoff on there, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I like this guy. I got to see more of him, <laughs> you know. So when it comes to Walter, him and Dragonoff had a great match. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. The one with Tyler Bate and the one with Pete Dunn, it was okay, but it was just like, I don't know. I, I I wanted something more of that. And I don't know. It was just it just something felt off like that. It it made sense for Walter to beat the shit out of those two guys for so, for some reason to me. And mm. it's just like it went on longer than what it needed to. And I was just like, I wanted Walter to come in there and just fucking Kali chop the, the both of them <laughs> and power bomb and be out of there or some shit or whatever. But it was like it went on way too long. <laughs> what did you like the match with Champa this past week? Yeah, that was good. It was it was pretty good. But it's just like it was another thing. It was, it was Champa though. And it was just like I was looking at Champa and you know, he shaved his head finally. And you know. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's the psycho killer. But then again, I was like, this is not going anywhere. Ain't no way in fucking hell he's going to win the UK title. Because no, no. The, the the story around this, and this has some similarities of truth, that he's a family man now. And ain't no way in hell he's going to relocate and go do family shit in the UK. Fuck nah. So I was like, no, the writing no. on the wall was for this. I was just like, yeah. this. So well, I, Champ, wasn't, Champ, I wasn't invested. Champa's got the status. He's Champa is the NXT veteran who can go out there and give anybody a good match. And they can lose, and it doesn't hurt them. Yeah, like, but that's it, why he like, was in there. Also, Champa to me is like momentum, top of the mountain, injured, go the fuck away, lose right. all that shit, try to build it again, not as best as it was before, get injured, go the fuck away, come back. Oh, let's. Uh, I'm gonna grow my hair and look like weird dad man and shit, and <laughs> just like, all right, you, I'm Champa, you just chill out, buddy. Go be a trainer or some shit. Uh, Whatever. Yeah, well, Glenn, Glenn thinks Glenn thinks that Tommaso is very close to being finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's what it felt like to me. It's like yeah. him doing this match is like, you know, putting the guy over on the way out. That's what it felt like to me. I think mm-hmm. I think like, I, I think that was it. it, 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 it excuse me, getting all tangled up. 
uh, fighting Walter was on his bucket list. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly there's what. No, there's absolutely no reason for that apart from that, because as you say, there was no reason Walter was going to go all the way over there and defend the UK title. Then turn right back around and go back (laughs) and defend it again. (laughs) Well, that was that. I I had I had my ten cents worth about that last week. The fact that uh, (laughs) they they had the NXT on the the Wednesday and then the NXT UK on the Thursday with the two title matches. And the yeah, and the UK match was uh, previously filmed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> they kind of they kind of spoil their own stuff sometimes. The WWE, mm-hmm. but uh, but I think I mean you know the whole week was a good week. I think by the time that Raw Chompa came like around, do what? Champa feel like edge to me. He's just like he here to you know knock that bucket list off, like Glenn was saying, and just yeah yeah. yeah. Well, go back speaking home. Speaking of Edge, did you like that triple threat match? What you think about that? Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, the, and I, I'm not talking about the whole match, but like hilarity yeah. in the double spear. How they hit. <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing that come to my mind. I don't give a fuck about nothing else yeah, in this right. match. It's just like that, that, that was life for me. I was like, oh, hey, that could have gone wrong in so many ways. It could have ended right there. Like <laughs> Brian could have just covered either one, and that would have been the end of the match. I was like that would have been great. Yeah. But I like what they did. It's just like I, I was I, we was talking about it and I was just like trying to play the scenarios out in my mind. I mean, as cool as it would be to see either Brian or Edge win, um what's next for them that we haven't seen already? I mean, it, it, especially for Brian, but Edge, I mean shit. I mean, there's a whole list of people that you know you can put Edge up against that does not need mm. the title to do, you know. Yeah. And um, with Brian, I mean, there's not much left so much. I mean, he's faced everybody on the roster. I mean, he's been here or whatever. And um, yeah, it's it had to be Roman because, I mean, yeah, they yeah. they have the opportunity here. You know, they have a bona fide heel in Roman Reigns right now to where they can build somebody up this mountain and to topple him down. Because for as much as we want it, and how cool it would be. We ain't getting the rock. <laughs> and if we did, <laughs> and if we did, Roman would have to beat him. He would have to beat him. You're right about that. You're he right would about have that. to. There's it, it, no other way this could go. He would have to beat the rock for all. See, they might they might have missed the rock because th- this past WrestleMania, you know, if there had been no global pandemic, this was supposed to be the one in Hollywood, right? Yes. Yeah, it would have yeah. been Rock and Reigns at that one. That's when you do Rock and Reigns in Hollywood. I mean, hell, I mean, it could still happen. It's two years away. Yeah, yeah, once in a yeah. lifetime. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, Rock. That, you know, Rock's gonna keep himself in shape. You know, then oh, we yeah. um, because it, it's gonna be a wash this year because we got the the Fast Nine shit coming out. <laughs> we got the um, he doing the shit for Black Adam right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I believe they're doing another Hobbs and Shaw. So I mean, then he the XFL coming back in 2022. Then you know because he bought that shit, and yeah, then yep. you know he got his his uh tequila and vitamin water popping right now, which I have mixed together and it's delicious. Oh, look out! 
Look out. <laughs> no, rocking raids. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Hey, it has to. I, I, would say, I would say that would depend on the, the uh, movie company's insurance policy. I mean, but he, he if they've got, if they've got he another in the, in the pipeline ready to do go up to you know, do like a Rocky 24 with Hobson Shaw, then they <laughs> are not going to want him risking going in the ring and injuring himself halfway through. Hey, but I mean, the, the rock is well insulated, man. It's just like he can do what the fuck you want and not be hurt. You got a goddamn TV show, you got companies, and <laughs> I mean, he can do what he wants, but I, <laughs> he, he's the type of dude if he has hey. an obligation or a commitment or whatever, he'll abide by it. I believe that. Oh, yeah. And look, Rock Rock doesn't have to abide by any wellness programs either. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, I tell you one one thing. Now we're gonna we're gonna watch a little wrestling here in just a minute. Um, one thing that I want to say about NXT before we watch today's match. So NXT, you had Kyle O'Reilly, you had Adam Cole, Bebe, and these two men hate each other. We're so led, or we are so led to believe that they hate each other. They can't be separated. They they find each other in strip malls and back alleys and go at it under closed circuit security camera. We see the footage. They play it for us on the internet and on NXT. They hate each other. What'd you think about their match, B Rob? Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. What'd you think about it? <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly. Is good. Um, Adam Cole is also good, but I don't like Adam Cole. He, he's like, um, I, l- l- let's get this out there. So, you know, I don't like Adam Cole. I don't like Finn Balor. I don't like Okada. I'm not saying that they're not good professional wrestlers. They're not valuable to any company or they don't have a great championship lineage and legacy and all this other bullshit. I'm not saying that they're not a a first ballot hall of famer when their time comes. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, I don't like, you know, some people like broccoli. Some people don't. That's just (laughs) what it is. So it, it wasn't really doing much for me. But I've always enjoyed the opportunities that Kyle O'Reilly gets. And to me, it was the right decision for him to go over. And there's no doubt in my mind to why Kyle O'Reilly shouldn't at least be one of the uh, freaking elite two-time champions in NXT. You know, so that's cool. Did their yeah. did their match did their match live up to the hype for you? The actual match, bell to bell. It was good. I will watch it again, which I haven't yet, but I might. And um, that that's a tale of the tape for me. If I can go back and if, if a match makes me want to go back and watch it again, because, I, you know, usually I fire and forget. I watch that shit, you know, try mm-hmm. to commit it to best as this foggy ass memory as I can. And then I just move on with my life or whatever. But if it makes me want to go back and look at it again or analyze it for any reason, then it was a good match. So that's what this was. And the liver, so, yeah. So, are we to believe that Kyle O'Reilly got a weak ass liver and shit? Because <laughs> Balor <laughs> hit him with the same shit, and he, oh, my liver, you know. 
You know, you need you need a liver transplant. You need some liver enzymes or some shit. You, get, you got to <laughs> take him some pills or something because motherfucker kick him in the stomach. He just oh. <laughs> His liver, his liver is like Nijax's hole. <laughs> yeah, Colorado need to put the sauce down, man. He, his uh, liver is bad. Yeah, right, right, right. Glenn, what did you think about that one? I know you, you might feel a little bit differently than our buddy here, B-Rob, on that one. Um, it was all right. Uh, like I said, we've seen better. We've seen yeah. better mm-hmm. watching on our stream, <laughs> mm-hmm. there's a lot better matches than that, and everybody's raving about it being a five star match. No, it wasn't. No, nah, it was not. No, it was a good match. It was. Not. It was. Yeah, it spots. But as as Jeremy said at the time when we were watching um, in the bestie chat, is that if you're going to have that sort of animosity between them. It has to be where if they're going to be that violent, something's going to happen. Somebody's got to be busted open somehow. You can't yeah, still, have yeah. blood yeah. free. I still like juice. I still like the juice in a uh, blood feud match. There should be blood. Yeah, and it's almost you know that's kind of like a, a drawdown or a drawback to WWE as well because like you know yeah. they're uh, unless it's accidental, it, it's not happening. You know that's right. Yeah. I know Carlo Riley's back looked a bit of a mess right yeah. at the end, where uh, obviously they put him where he, they went through that plastic bit of the ramp. Yeah, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. That, I was like, "Oh, okay." And then I was like, yeah. "Him kicking the side of it, like the drywall and shit." I was like, "That's yeah. pretty cool. That's pretty cool." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. I, I don't. I don't think it needed to be forty minutes or whatever it was. No, it no, seemed to. Not. It seemed to go on a little bit. And it, um, but, this, this uh, was non-sanctioned, wasn't it? Unsanctioned. That's yeah, right. You could tell because the referee wasn't wearing stripes. Yeah. So you could tell it's unsanctioned because the referee had on a black shirt and not a striped shirt. Because mm-hmm. he no, didn't any of it. No. He was only but there. We've to got a, you know three. we we're gonna watch we're gonna watch a match here today. The three of us, B-Rob, we hope you watch along with us here. Yeah, uh, We'd like to hear your comments while we see this match. This now, this is an example of what we're going to watch today. This is an example of a real blood feud. This is the sort of match that, sanctioned or not, there's not enough security in the building that can keep these people apart from each other. We're going to go back to the year 1984. I'm two years old. <laughs> Two, hey, there you go. 1984. You might not have seen this one on TV when it came on. No. Uh, but 1984, we're going to watch a bad street match between the Freebirds and the Von Erics. Back streets, back. All right. There you go. Somebody had to do it. And it wasn't going to be me. <laughs> what's, uh, what's your experience with world class championship wrestling, B Rock? Very limited. I know of it, yeah. but I, I haven't viewed a lot of it. Oh, here we go. Page unresponsive. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Technical difficulties. That's okay. We, uh, I'd, I'd bragged about Glenn, maybe giving him a raise for all this extra work he's doing for this episode, but uh-uh. I might have to take that raise back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. Wait. Your, your stimmy check is 
getting taken. In. Oh no! <laughs> oh, he left. The fiend got him. He's gone. <laughs> Let him in. <laughs> now this is this is going to be the uh, the Michael Hayes, Terry Gordy, and Buddy Roberts version of the Freebirds mm-hmm. against Kevin Carey and Mike Von Eric. Who who have laid who have laid the the groundwork for the new day? <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Free bird like rule like here. Hey, I like. I'm about to. Like I'm it. trying to teach myself how to make lucha mask. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> so I, you know, I bought. I, I purchased a lucha mask in Mexico. The legitimate oh. Mexican lucha mask. You sure they didn't import it from China? They probably did. It was it was from one of them, from one of them outdoor market gimmicks, you know. So who knows where it really came from? But it is a fact that I purchased it in Mexico. Well, shit, they probably just have it like a big sacks of them just laying around. No, oh, you know they got plenty of them. Yeah, and it's not even a fancy one either. I just wanted I, to say that I bought a lucha mask in Mexico. Yeah, I went out of my way to buy two of them. I mean, yeah. I didn't go out of my way. It's just like I had the opportunity. I bought a. Uh, La Sombra mask, the you know uh, Andrade's, it's a, yeah. the mask that he used to wear. I bought one of those, and I bought a La Parker mask, and right right after that oh. he died. I was like, no. <laughs> so it's oh. my fault. I didn't mean it. <laughs> you killed him. You killed him. I killed the business. Oh, I right? see. I see a spinning circle, Glenn. Yes, I see the Is circle. Good... I think we're nearly there. There we go. Thought I might have heard something. I see nothing. I just see the darkness see of my soul. That's what you see. You see the space reserved for the Undertaker in your heart. Ah, here we go. We got something going on. Something wants to happen. I see Michael Hayes' hair. Yeah, I see that mullet. <laughs> <laughs> the wavy locks. Now this this match, you know, when we get it going here. It's starting to come. It's a little bit jerky, but I'm seeing Michael Hayes standing there. Yeah. Doing Michael Hayes thing. It's really weird. It's not my internet that's called him. So the story, the background on this match is that... uh, the Von Erics and the Freebirds had been feuding over the six-man tag team championship in world-class championship wrestling, and they have been going back and forth, back and forth, uh, chain, changing, trading the titles back and forth. Eventually, the titles were held up because the winner could not be determined. Uh, so this match is going to be the bad street match where the titles will be finally re-awarded to whomever wins the match. So um, let, let, let yep. me ask you all that. I mean, we see we see trios t- titles in other companies. There's a trios title in uh, Impact. There's a trios title in uh, New Japan. There's a trios titles in ROH. I mean, how do you think a trios title would fit in either AEW or WWE? Uh, I think it would get over uh, wherever it is. I think that the people want to see champions whatever the championship is i think they want to see champions i i personally am of the opinion that there are too many titles in the wwe i think there are too many belts uh 
But if there were to be a belt, a trios belt in either one of those companies, I think it'd be over. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like you put a trios title in WWE, which no doubt in my mind, the New Day would have to be the first ones to win it. They would have to. <laughs> they would have to be. But um, it's just like how would they manage that? Because like you said, they, they have Buku titles and they have a hard yep. time managing that, let alone manage their motherfucking talent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And do you need, would you need to have more proper, uh, more stables if you're going to have a trio? Yeah, exactly. Because really I mean, you got new, you got new day, but you don't really have, I mean, you got Roman and Jay, but they don't have a third. I, yeah, I, I mean, don't know who else you have. Back. <laughs> yeah. When he comes back. Yeah. Which I'm waiting on. I want to see how that's gonna go. Yeah, yeah. I want to see if they're gonna play it to where like there's a rift between the twins and that's creating creating animosity, or is he just gonna come straight back into the fold or whatever? Because that's how right. it was previous. Can you guys see it? Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's kind of jerky, start and stop. Yeah, I, see, I yeah. can see it. I see a lot of pixels, little pixel squares. <laughs> well, this was 1984. Yeah, this mm. is true. <laughs> yeah, it's not a very good recording, but it is it's moving, then it's stopping, then it's moving, <laughs> then it's stopping. I don't know how much of that is that actual much like the storyline with the fiend. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but see there, uh, Von Eric's gonna hit the ring here, and immediately the free birds are on him. So I mean, this to me, this is how you do the kind of blood feud match between the people that cannot wait to get their hands on each other. You don't do it like Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly where they had to stand on separate sides of the ring and they had the security between them. They had to do the introductions. Uh, no, 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 no. You do it like this. If this is a feud match, you hit the ring and you get it jump-started hot. I mean, that's how any, you know, match of this type should be. I mean, yeah. whether it's a no-holds-barred, a freaking uh, false count anywhere, hardcore match or whatever i mean the first the opening sequence should not be a collar and elbow tie right 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 you go, you go in and you swing shit yeah, i yeah. mean hell i think they had the what the bob wire exploding aew match or whatever the fuck i think they're, they, they're tried, the they tried to have one yeah they tried yeah. to have an exploding uh, ring match yeah wasn't that the opening sequence of collar and elbow <laughs> yeah right <laughs> You guys can't wait to get their hands on each other, but yeah, let's lock up. No, we gotta have this plunder match. Let's do wrestling moves. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> at least, at least between Sandra Rosa and Britt Baker, there was no pretense of locking up. They wanted to kill each other. They looked like they wanted to kill each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you know, That's this match, you're gonna, you know, I think in this match, there's a total of one wrestling move. <laughs> Well, and technically, they're all wrestling moves because they got to do their bumps, which is well, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think about it like that. I think the Von Erics do a triple drop kick, and that's the extent of the uh, quote unquote wrestling moves. Yeah, the rest trying, of this, they to... are just laying into each other with belts and boots. I'm trying as to figure that out right now. It's like, where in um, practical a practical fight would you do a drop kick? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, they're the baby faces. 
Now I'm just got saying, it. like in real life, I mean, we, we uh, 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 Jeremy, check yeah. it out. We, we go to fucking uh, walk ons and get some mozzarella uh-huh. logs, right? That's right. That's right. And then um, fight break out or whatever. And uh, you know, where, where in that the midst of the scuffle are we going to do a drop kick? I mean, well, I mean, if there was somebody, if, if we could somehow swing them off against something and they've come back to us, then we could jump on them. But I don't. <laughs> I've jumped off a bar onto somebody, but never actually done a drop kick. See, crossbodies are practical. I can I can understand. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Crossbody, elbow, <laughs> yeah. I always said, um, my judo instructor always said, if you're in a shoot fight, try and stay on your feet. The last thing you want to do is be on the ground. Exactly. Because that's what I'm saying. It's just like, here we are. We're fighting in an establishment or outside somewhere, concrete. I'm gonna yeah. throw my feet from under me <laughs> to put, yeah. you know, make contact with you and just flop to the ground, you know. Yeah, and hope that you sell for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm, to, I'm just trying to think about the practicality of a drop kick. I mean, was it purely created in the you know the realm of um, wrestling or some kind of theatrical sport, or you know, the, what's the practicality of a goddamn drop kick? Right. I mean, you know, is I get is it easier if you just wanted to kick a dude between the eyes? Is it easier to do it by a drop kick or is it easier to do it with a super kick? Or well, what's I the easiest feel, way to kick a dude between the eyes? Thinking about it now, I kind of feel like drop kick is like desperation. It's more of a defensive move than an offensive move. You wouldn't run at a motherfucking do a, a drop <laughs> kick in most instances, but it's just like if you're back against the wall, he coming at you and there's no other recourse, you're gonna jump up and throw your feet in his face. At least, yeah, at least you confuse them. Like, what is this fool doing? <laughs> Landed. Oh, me back. <laughs> yeah, back. right. Then, yeah, then you got to land on the concrete or the wooden floor or whatever you just jumped <laughs> off of. Now, well, I mean, we, I'm I'm thinking about traditional drop kick or whatever. You know, like they turn to the side, land on their stomach or side or whatever, yeah. or whatever. But like a shotgun drop kick or whatever, you know, the front drop kick, that, that mm-hmm. might be more effective. Cause like you can run at a yeah. motherfucker like yeah, yeah. And compete first and boom hit him in the chest, but yes, just like mm-hmm. a standing drop kick, uh, you know the traditional drop kick. Nah, that I don't I don't see that working. <laughs> just don't just don't forget to slap your thigh when you give somebody a drop kick. <laughs> I don't know how many bar how many bar fights you've been in, Glenn, where you had to slap a leg. <laughs> um, only other people's. <laughs> I, I have known professional wrestlers to um, you know like the guy that, that helped train me or whatever he told me that he got in a, like a legit fight in the bar and he threw a work punch <laughs> 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 he was like oh shit he was just like you know he, that's what he do for a living wrestling and then you know the, the shit actually went down and he threw a work punch he was like oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> man i wish the uh the, the video here was was of better quality yeah. uh, the, the link the link that i sent glenn you know i watched it on youtube and it, it's better than this i don't know if it's because we're doing this in this uh stream yard gimmick or what but uh probably this this match is absolutely it's only 10 minutes and that's with introductions and that's with the the business at the end but it is worth everybody's time to go back and spend 10 minutes and watch this thing and all its regular. There's a triple drop kick. 
in all its regular speed glory because it is a fight and it is uh uh there are way more real punches than working punches in this thing so Uh, i I don't i don't know i don't know how you um display your gimmicks here or whatever i mean is this like live live right now no no it's a go out tomorrow so if this is a recording or whatever i would say that you splice in like your downloaded version rather than what we're streaming uh, right now. Uh, what I normally do is I just put a, a, a link to the YouTube video in the uh, description. Ah, very well. People, yeah, this is, this, is, this, is the, this is the first time we've had a video guest such as yourself where we're trying to watch the match out on the stream yard. Heard. Okay. So, well, shit, man. You probably could have just sent me the link. I could have just kind of watched it on the side. Yeah, we could have done it that way. We could have done it yeah. that way, but we were trying to we wanted to use this steam yard because we yeah because if you're paying for it you want to get your money's worth <laughs> yeah and we used Brent from awip work in progress we've been on his show a couple of times and he uses it and it's been fine well I, what i would recommend what i would recommend because mm-hmm. I've, I've used steam yard as well and it's cool or whatever but if you're going to pay the money i would yeah. recommend um restream I think that works a little bit better. Oh, That's what I use for for mine, and you have the same functionality. But mm-hmm. um, as far as um, say you want to do live streams and everything, you have more flexibility to push it out to more platforms that way. Because like whenever I do mine, I do mine live, so I stream it to uh, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube all at the same time, mm-hmm. and, and it stores yeah. it. And um, if you um uh, audio file or whatever, I forget what the the tech the doctrine term is for it or whatever. Um, you can download separate audio for each individual guest, or you can do it all on one track. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. On restream. Here. Yeah, restream. Okay, well, there's a free plug for restream. We may need to look into that one. See what's up with that. Restream. You, you got your free plug. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> No, this is this is a hell of a fight. It's definitely worth everybody's time to check it out. Um, of course, if it's, a, if it's a match, what we usually do is I pick a match one week, Glenn picks a match another week. We go back and forth. If I'm picking a match, you're gonna know that somebody's gonna be bleeding at the end of it. Yeah. Several of Man. these fellows are bleeding by this point. Southern wrestling. <laughs> That's right, yeah. wrestling. R a s s l i n. And that, yeah. that's what it is more about the um, the modern wrestling, man. It is, and nothing against it or whatever, because you want your people to be safe and healthy or whatever, because we can all agree um, back in the what the freaking even the 90s, 90s, the 80s and, uh, you know, going further back or whatever. Shit wasn't safe, homie. <laughs> no, no. Oh, <laughs> shit was not safe. <laughs> God, even when I even. When I did my training back in late eighties, early nineties, the British rings were solid. Is that they didn't hardly have any spring to them at all, and it was. I can imagine. Yeah, that's probably just it was freaking um four by four boxes just uh yeah, carpet draped over the top of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's basically what they were. And if you were lucky, you got judo mats underneath. Y'all, y'all are both men because I've never taken a uh, a bump in my life. Oh, it's an experience. Not on purpose. Not on purpose. Anyway, <laughs> I've taken plenty of accidental bumps. 
it's an experience. Uh, what I would not recommend is uh, taking a pre-workout before going wrestling. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Get a little, a, bit too, uh, a little bit too hyped up. Especially a pre-workout that's been sitting in your cabinet for however many months and you don't know if it's good or not. <laughs> oh, man, you probably forgot to shake it up, too. I'm, I'm not speaking from experience or anything like that. <laughs> wink, wink. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, it's not recommended. <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'd probably get gassed after about 20 seconds of running the ropes. I think I may have got a concussion. <laughs> I'm not sure. But then again, that's the side effects of a concussion, right? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Kevin, at this point, there's Kevin Von Erich. He is busted wide open at this point. I could tell. <laughs> It, he got a little bit on the they, mat there when he put his hand. They up. just they are wearing each other out with these. Yeah, boots. that boot I mean, is they, just, the boot is the MVP of this match. Right. Yeah, <laughs> they not hit they they not hitting each other with the uh, upper leg part of the boot. They're hitting each other with the bottom part of the boot. But uh, the Von Erics, man, oh, there's Kevin. There's, has there ever been a more cursed family in professional wrestling than the Von Erics? Oh no! Yeah, it's uh one of their sons. Both of their sons are wrestling right now, right? The, the they are. We uh, yeah, yeah. MLW. Marshall and Ross, MLW, they're doing hey, great. Man. They've uh, they just started the Iron Claw Cast podcast, and they're uh, doing great with that as well. Mm-hmm. We uh we here at Piece of Business like us some Ross and Marshall Von Eric. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were in touch with them on Twitter. They both followed us. Yep. Good fellas, good dudes. Yeah. I don't know about that barefoot joint though. <laughs> just, you know, I mean, I, I just I just feel for any of those guys, especially after what happened to Rusev when he first came out or whatever. Yeah. He, he tore up his ankle, you know, wrestling yeah. around with no shoes on. Yeah, that's okay. asking for trouble. If somebody comes at me with no shoes on, the first thing is they're gonna get is Yeah, practical practicality wise. I mean, yeah. But I mean, it, it'd be what it'd be. Because I mean, <laughs> let's think about this. Um, anybody that does these type of things has a certain mindset to where it be UFC or you know just any kind of like combat sports or anything of, of the like of this. They they are in that mindset to where is like. Hey, this is the way we fight, and you know, outside of the box, shit ain't really thought of. No. <laughs> you know, because yeah, it's like this is this is the performance that we're portraying right now. Because like even in UFC, they fight with no shoes and shit on, and you rarely see anybody going for those extremities. I don't even know if that's legal or not, but oh, he's right. bleeding. Right. He bleeding. Yeah, he's bleeding. He's bleeding well. Yeah. <laughs> a, yeah. Well, we know that Marshall does it in honor of Kerry. Yeah. Marshall Von Eric does go boot, uh, boot, and I think doesn't uh, doesn't Lacey Von Eric go without shoes? Um, I've seen her with and with. I think she has. I think she yeah. has. I don't know if she does all the time. No, I don't think she does. Us. Well, they got a la- lady Von Eric. Yeah, there's a there's a lady, a lady Von Eric called lady Lacey Von Eric. Von Eric. Who's that? What was that one that was in um, Impact or TNA back in the day? Somebody's daughter. She wasn't that really that, that good. That was Lacey. 
That was her? That was Lacey, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I remember she then. She was oh, in there's that- Killer Khan. Yeah. Killer Khan getting up on the ring and getting involved. Oh. She was oh. sort of there in that crossover period between when TNA became Impact. Yeah. Hey, that was Tony Khan cousin. Yeah, Tony Khan is his uncle. Yeah, Killer Khan. Yeah, Killer. Uh, that's the that's the finish of the match. The babyface Von Erichs were screwed by Killer Khan. Killer Khan came in and hit Kerry uh, with some sort of foreign object, knocked him to the mat. Michael Hayes covered him. So the Freebirds there have regained the world class championship wrestling six man titles. Much to the disappointment of the fans, and uh, they now have to make their way through those fans without getting murdered back uh, on their way to the dressing room. Yeah. So this was the match that everybody thought that the Von Erichs going to win here. The baby faces, right? The heroes of North Texas. They thought for sure Von Erichs would take these titles back, but they did not. Definitely worth everybody's time to go back and watch that match. Uh, we apologize for the video quality there but we are we are working out the kinks yeah well we were as i saw it anyway so it doesn't yeah we yeah. do uh usual i'll do my usual I'll, because i'll be putting this through anchor because they uh they do a uh, distribution and if you haven't seen the video you'll see some magic <laughs> or not and just disregard the wrestling yeah, That's just disregard right. any of this stuff that we're saying. <laughs> it is the wrestling business magic does happen. So anyway, man, B-Rob, we appreciate you coming on with this, uh, visiting yeah. with us for a while, giving us your opinions and your thoughts that are unique, that are only that can only come from you. Won't you? I, know, uh, I, I, I just sat here thirty minutes and spewed my hate about the Undertaker, so I apologize for that. <laughs> no, the people no. needed to hear it, man. That's why I asked you. That's why. Sorry, son of a bitch. I knew. <laughs> If there's, knew what we were gonna get. if there's any podcast that you need to shoot on the undertaker is this one. Oh yeah <laughs> yeah so why don't you uh take a minute here b rob uh give a plug yourself tell us where we can find you where we hey, can man, you sure you want me doing that on camera yeah i do Plugging want you to myself? do that man <laughs> yeah you know this is not a family show okay <laughs> but uh, if you want some more of my shenanigans, you can find me on um, various social media platforms to include Twitter at 3RShow and at It's B-Rob, which I don't hardly use that one. But if you want to talk to me, I mean, it's there for you to reach out. Um, I host a show, one of them, which is Wrestling is Trash. You can see the merch on my on my dome piece right here. It's a nonsensical wrestling podcast where we talk about professional wrestling, past, present, and quite possibly the future. So you can catch that on um, whatever podcast platform that you like. Um, you can also listen to the Random Ramblings with Rob podcast, where I talk to anybody and everybody about random shit. So tell us, uh, tell us some of the guests you've had on that show in the past. Um, uh, first one I always come to my mind when people ask me about it is Michael Jai White. Uh, Mike mm-hmm. Tyson himself, Spawn, goddamn Universal Soldier, Black Dynamite. He's been on the show. Um, I've had many of uh, professional wrestlers to include Brian Cage, uh, Marty DeMar Martinez, uh, freaking Kiara Hogan, goddamn up and comers like uh, JJ Blake, goddamn Kifa Bartek, who is running shit down here in uh, Houston. With a uh, new Texas Pro Wrestling, 
Um, yeah, it's just a lot of motherfuckers. Go to my guest page on randomrob.com if I forgot to mention Random uh, is up here. Randomrob.com. I had to blank it out because the website used to be something else, but (laughs) randomrob.com. Find all my guest lists on there because I I got a bad memory and that's why I do audio podcasts to record the shit that I say for later purposes to remember. Oh, I did say that. So there you go. (laughs) Can I just say that to anybody that's listening to the random ramblings with Rob for the first time, seek out the Kira Hogan interview. One of the most entertaining couple of hours you will ever get on a podcast. I, I want to get her back, man. Because yeah, you've got to. Think about done, done so much since you interviewed. Yeah, her think fun. about the time frame from when she was on. She, oh. When she came on, she there's a little bit of behind that or whatever. When she came on, she just signed her contract, and she broke it on the show. You know, she yeah. told I was the first one that she like publicly told like a media source that you know she told that she signed with Impact. So I had the recording and I was going to release it that weekend. And she was like, hey, uh, after the fact, she was like, hey, could you like, I haven't told anybody yet. So could you just like, if I want to be the one to tell people, I was like, yeah, and I can respect that. No problem. So I had to go back through the thing and cut it from the, the interview. And then like, not even the next day, she's like, I signed the impact. I was like, son of a bitch. You could have just let me put the shit out. <laughs> uh, I was kind of upset with that, but I like, hey, man, it's not my girl, girl. The girl can definitely yeah. talk the hind legs off a donkey, as they say. She's <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, if you listen to that interview and you just even her current relationship status, if you know about that, just listening to that interview compared to what's going on right now is just like a hell of a change. And mm-hmm. just yeah, all the things that she was able to do you know, from that point all the way up until now, it's just like, it would be a great recap. So, Kira, if you're listening, listening, (laughs) hopefully you can get her back. Hopefully you can get her back. But yeah, like Rob said, go check out his archives. He's got a wide variety of guests that he has had on his show. Uh, Definitely worth you all going back and uh, seeing what he has for offer. Uh, Glenn, what are we doing Which Glenn has stood me up on. So Glenn has stood you up? (laughs) <laughs> Glenn is over with the people. He's uh his his time is valuable. I understand, and I'm I'm just I'm I'm privileged to be in the graces of a, a gentleman <laughs> such as himself. <laughs> Glenn, uh, before we say goodbye, what am I forgetting? Uh, all the usual. Give our friends over a, a work in progress a listen, and also DDT wrestling. Yeah. Shout out to them, man. That's just like I remember episode one that uh DC put together, and I I, I sent him an email at the very beginning. And I told him he sounded yeah. like um uh Morgan Freeman and uh Mr. Rogers having a had a baby or something. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> that's actually pretty absent. That's all I'm gonna think about from now on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, again, last uh, again, thank you, Rob. We appreciate it. Uh, let me know, man. Next time you come 
over on this side of the world. We'll uh, try to get something together the next time you hit town. Um, yeah. Get some of the yeah, mozzarella absolutely. logs. <laughs> you got to get them mozzarella logs and some fried pickles. Yes, sir. Uh, all right, Glenn. I think that's it for us, bud. Say goodnight. Well, just thanks, Rob. And yep. hopefully I'll see you at WrestleMania. Hell yeah. And we'd be With cussing that. out The Undertaker. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> As he staggers to the ring again. No. So you son of a bitch. I jump the guardrail, right. goddamn it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's time. Bye. Right. I'm going to call my wife and be like, hey, get the bell money ready. <laughs> <laughs>